Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm not beaten yet. I still have armies in the Ukraine. Yeah, the Ukraine. You know what the Ukraine is? It's a sitting duck. A road apple, Newman. The Ukraine is weak. It's feeble. I think it's time to put the herd on the Ukraine. I come from Ukraine. You not say Ukraine weak. Yeah, well, we're playing a game here, pal. Ukraine has came to you. How about I take your little Boris? The podcast at the Euro Shaman Wonga on keyboards. We've got Dunlop on lead guitar and Craig Forrest vocals, of course. I'm James Shaman and I'm in love with the Euros. Shocks, drama, good guys beating bad guys, dark horses becoming stallions. But to start with, a brand new segment, a eh, Wonga? Emotional Brett. tangents. Take it away, Wonga. It's emotional tangents. Emotional tangents. That's all we need are some emotional tangents. All right, beautiful. Thanks, Wonga. <laughs> B, you have no idea what we're talking about here, but we're going to start with you. This is your segment, Emotional Tangents, Portugal. Go. <sighs> you know. <laughs> great teams crash out in the knockout stage. Usually at the hands of other great teams. I can't say that about all the great teams that exited the last 16, but can certainly say that about Portugal. I mean, I've had some time to process it, boys, so it's it's not as raw. But it was hard, and I did the show afterwards, my Toronto Star show with Craig Forrest, and he, who I just called Craig, actually. I, I didn't use his full name. Um, <laughs> he He saw me compare it to 2004, and that's what it felt like. You know, Portugal threw everything at Belgium. 23 shot attempts. Without a goal, I mean, I, I think they put 23 shot attempts on target in uh, in five or six matches. So they they really did play their best possible game, and Lady Luck just wasn't on their side. Lady Luck did not want Cristiano Ronaldo to actually win the trophy himself this time and have Portugal repeat. So they bow out to Belgium, and you know what? I've got a feeling the way things are shaking down now that they may have gone out to the eventual winners of Euro 2020. Belgium as Craig hoists the shirt to rub it in. Let's get that emotion even rawer, shall we? Are you done now, B? Are you like just this tournament's dead to you? You don't care anymore? Or, or are you actually still emotionally engaged on some level? This has been such an exciting tournament, guys. In the past, I would have been completely disengaged emotionally. But I mean, there are stories here to really like. And, you know, believe it or not, I actually do like you guys. So I do want to see England win on the big stage i did want to see england beat germany today it meant a lot to my dad who's a fake englishman just because he lived there and went to race car driver school you know and i got friends there that uh it meant a lot to them to to slay the demon and beat germany so i really did enjoy that and uh and i'm excited to see italy go up against belgium so sorry guys if i'm not as you know pedantic and petulant as you were hoping for today I, yeah uh, craig i'm a bit it. i'm a bit disappointed aren't you craig I, I thought we'd get some real raw anger there you know you just... know it's all because they won the last one. Yep. <laughs> if they had lost in the final or anything like that, they would have been, have been crying. Yeah. If I still had 2004 to sit on, then I would be fuming. I would be fuming. I would be angry that Thorgan Effen Hazard is the one that stopped Cristiano Ronaldo from getting a damn trophy. Oh, see, here's a problem, though. That's a problem right there. You're singling out 
Cristiano Ronaldo losing, not Portugal, but Cristiano's losing, which is what he does, right? He doesn't care about his team. He cares about him. How many trophies can I personally get? And, and listen, I understand Ronaldo and how good he is, how good he's been, how he's still scoring all the goals of Portugal. Be, but there's a big argument out there, which is gathering steam, that this team's better off without him, that they're just too focused. He is too much the the central point of all things Portugal, that they can't ever evolve without him. Do you was- think there's anything to it, or is it just nonsense? No, there's definitely something to it. I mean, and you just don't have enough opportunities to see them kind of work out that kink or work out that issue. I, I wish that, you know, there was a, a CONCACAF uh, Elite Eight or whatever we're calling the OCT for, for Portugal to have, you know, a, a consistent run of games like that and try these new things that Fernando Santos, I think, would like to. But when, it, you know, the bright lights are on on the big stage, he's too afraid and too conservative to do so. So he just plays with what he knows works and... Usually that's in, in trying to run everything through Ronaldo. But yeah, you saw him butt heads with Jota, um, not quite Giroud and Benzema or, or Giroud, and, uh, Giroud and Mbappe, but I think that, that that was an issue. Bruno Fernandes was horrendous. Bernardo Silva wasn't very good. I've got to, you know, I, it's hard not to say that the reason for that is they're playing with Ronaldo as opposed to being allowed to be free thinkers and being allowed to be more creative like they are for their club teams who are very successful. So yeah, quick, I, that's, sorry, that's, sorry, Charms. Uh, yeah. I thought B said he wasn't going to be pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to get one up. Three minutes. <laughs> just got it off your chest. But, but so Craig, that's, yeah, you got but it. If we talk about who the best player on the planet ever is, you're going to say it's Ronaldo. So you're complaining you've had the best player over the last 15 years, potentially. I didn't complain. And a problem because other guys can't express themselves. No, no, no. I didn't I didn't complain. I was I was asked the question, do do you think that there's a legitimacy to this argument? And of of course there is. I mean, I think it was sure. clearer after this tournament. To, to me really, the fact that they went to this tournament with a much better team and you never really got to see them play as a better team. Ronaldo played well and the, the, for the most part, uh, certainly reflected on the score sheet, but you didn't get the best out of these other guys. I thought that was going to be the difference in 2020 comparison to the teams of the past. Okay, great, but Fernando Santos is a coach, right? He's the boss apparently. Surely he's the guy that's got to be able to see this and make that change if, if, if possible or is it a question of you're kind of stuck with this player because he, he transcends the team, he transcends the country, and you're kind of stuck with him until he decides he's done. In which case, mm. that's a big, that's not a good reflection on Portuguese football as a whole, is it? Well, first of all, if you put yourself in his shoes, you'd be a real brave person to put Ronaldo be the guy to do that in a stage of his career where he's still holding that mantle of. Uh, you know, a fantastic, brilliant, maybe the best player that's ever lived. So you can work with that and around that. Now, you live and die by your results. You squeeze results out 85 years ago. They deserve probably something from the game, at least. We're unlucky not to score. And they sound off the post, especially. But it's a close tournament, and it's a fine line between all these teams winning and losing. So I have a hard time finding criticism for him playing Ronaldo or not finding enough around him because I thought they created enough to still get something from that game. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, I I just think that moving forward, and I'm assuming he's going to be sticking around for the next little while because he wants to beat the record, right? He's now tied with Ali Daya, 109 goals. He's going to beat that. Will he then retire before Qatar? I, I don't think so. He's going to play that tournament. And, 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 and I don't know. I mean, I think at some point you need some strength in Portuguese football beyond Ronaldo to say, thank you, you're incredible. And we know if you put you on the field in that position in this current system, you, you're going to score goals, but maybe we won't benefit like we should. Maybe it's time for a brand new coach to try and implement a new system that will get the most out of Ronaldo because right now that system's not getting them enough out of him, I don't, I don't think. I would agree that the system wasn't getting enough out of them. I don't know that if there I don't know if there's a single manager that would want that job. To get that job and know that they're coming in to be the one to tell Ronaldo, "Hey, we appreciate you. Muito obrigado, me move on." <sighs> Who would do that? I mean, you think yeah. about all, this great crop of Portuguese coaches. There isn't a single one that would want that job with that task except Jose. Yeah. Jose Mourinho would be the only person that would be given that task 
And he'd do it just to make a name for himself. Absolutely, he would. I'm the guy. I freed Portuguese football from the grasp and the shackles of Cristiano Ronaldo, who was ruining it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that guy who was ruining the game? I came and I said, I, I am Jose. <laughs> it was worth getting fired from Roma. Okay, now How long does he last French? there? How long does he last there? Talk about these great Portuguese coaches. Why is it taking Spurs so long to hire Nuno Espirito Santo? Well, this flirting with these guys that were never going to go there, like Gino Gattuso, Reno Gattuso, excuse me. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. And Rafa Benitez at Everton? What the hell is happening? Here's the emotional tangent. Here yeah, it is. Finally. Yeah, well, we were also talking, B, is that uh, Jack Grealish subbed in and your World Aston people. Villa and was as soon as he stepped on the pitch, was amazing. And, yeah. and I'm wondering, does that make up for some of this? Because you, you, were, you, are, you are a fanboy of Jack Grealish. I, I, think, I think you were in the bathroom, you know, hanging out, looking at him on, the, on your phone. I mean, I did take the iPad to the shitter. I was going to say. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah, but I've carried it everywhere. It's been stuck to me. The, the dog hates me because I got my face in a screen constantly or I'm sitting in front of the television for hours and hours on end. But Jack Relish is amazing. You know, I, I knew this. And, uh, yes, I will say that I've enjoyed England's, runs, England's run better here because he's been able to play an integral role. i got to be honest. I don't know if you start him. I think that he's such a super sub. I think bring him on earlier. I kind of thought that maybe he would come on. I had hoped he would come on with Foden or with Sancho, to be honest. I, I really am surprised against Germany. 90 minutes. We didn't see Jaden Sancho at all. Aren't you? Well, that's not the way they didn't easy. Grealish yeah. and uh, Shaw work together down that one side very, very well. And like you said, you know, they might keep it the same. A lot of criticism on Southgate with his selection pick defensive but that's the thing though it's defensive but Craig you know know how it's it's, it's defensive in formation yes through the back but they actually play quite attacking within that role Mm -hmm. right they were the team that was far more aggressive and no one can really criticize Gareth Southgate now how can they possibly that system worked really well today that they stopped Germany from playing pretty much and then late in the game with legs getting tired they bring on Jack Grealish who changed the whole the whole game at that point and did the magic and even got Harry Kane a goal. I thought it turned out beautifully. And, and this guy, Gareth Southgate, for all the crap he gets, he's a very modern footballer's manager in that he doesn't have his preferred 11. He doesn't know what it is because it changes depending on the opponent, right? That's why he's got different formations, different players. And maybe against Ukraine, you will see Jack Grealish play more if Ukraine's going to sit deeper and it's going to be harder to break down. It makes more sense. Maybe Phil Foden gets in there. Maybe Jordan, Jaden Sancho does get in there. But I, I think all this criticism to, to, to Southgate is really un, unfair because so far in his reign, he's got them to a Nations League final, a World Cup semi-final, and now a quarter final against a team that they should beat. It's pretty good compared to the pre- his good. predecessors. I think, I think with Grealish is that if you're in a game where even like Ukraine are sitting back and they're going to really bunker in and you run, start running out of ideas, he's a great player to bring on. He's an English player that we haven't, you know, you don't see very often come through that has that ability. But that's why we thought he, you know, suits international football very well. He draws a ton of fouls too. Oh yeah, so many. Yeah, most in the Premier League last season. That's right. That's right. And it's amazing. He still doesn't wear shin pads. <laughs> He's got that charisma too, right? That that. I mean, listen, we all know the comparisons are always going to be with Paul Gascoigne. But then wasn't that Phil Foden? You know, there's always comparison to Paul Gascoigne. But he has got that that X factor, that charisma that the British public just love. And the football is a big part of it. But sure, if he's just got that, like kind of like that cheeky charm off the field, the way he scampers around the field with the hair bouncing and the short socks. You know, he draws attention to himself, doesn't he? He's and, like a and- Rummy Ronaldo. Do you think it's going to Man City? Is that I mean, they're apparently very interested? Yeah, they are very interested. I mean, I don't know if he's as motivated to leave to win trophies. I think certainly he would like to, but I think he's very comfortable in the situation. I think he loves being the Villa captain. I think this year, especially, they had a, a great unit and a you know a team with a real chance of of not winning, but a real chance of pushing forward. And I think he'd love to see another season of that through, to be honest. I think that Villa are going to give him a huge pay bump. Rumor is that they're talking, they've already done it potentially, 100000 a week, at least the offer. 100000 more a week, that is. 100000 um, a week? More, more. 100000 more. 100000 more. more. I was going to say it, more, yeah. Well, That's he's, pretty I think prime salary. 
It's still, yeah, you're right. It's still, you're right. It's still, it's still not enough. It's still not enough to get another season. It's still not enough. But I mean, but he's been loyal. But he's been loyal though. He's been loyal for for a long. He could have left three years ago, and yeah, he stuck around. It's, I think at some point. I mean, listen, of course, it'd be great to see him stay there and show his loyalty. But I wouldn't blame him if no. this summer he makes the move. At some point, that ambition. It's very rare that you get a player that will deny himself that ambition just for loyalty. You know it is. I agree. City come calling to work with Pep Guardiola. I, I mean, that's that. that's a draw, isn't it? I mean, a huge draw. But hey, maybe you know Gareth Southgate is a is a closet Villa fan, and he wants to show. Look, they can't play together. Foden and and Grealish well, can't play Southgate together. Southgate played there. He's a Villa fan. He played there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right? Maybe. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure that conversation happened between the two of them, where Grealish would have said, "Like, where what are my best chances to get into this team again?" Yeah, you know, do you, you think feel like enough or, you know, is what I'm doing there? It got me in. Is that going to continue to be the case? And would I have a better chance at Man City? But what if I'm not playing or starting most games? But he's got such confidence, he'll think that he can start most games, right? He's one of those guys. Give me that chance. And and now he's tasted he's tasted the, the Alexa? The Alexa. He's played at the, at the World Cup. He's played at Euro. He's starred, kind of starred at Euro in, in reduced minutes. He's tasted what it's like to be that guy. And now he's going to go back to Villa and not play Champions League football. And every Tuesday and yeah. Wednesday, he's going to sit there and watch City and, and whoever else, you know, make the headlines. Man, it's got to be hard. Temptations, man. It's tough temptations. But maybe you can't handle the temptations of uh, a night out in Manchester. Have you been there? Uh, the uh, What do they call that area, Gregor? The docks? It's not. There's not really docks there, but it's like the old... You know, they're like submerged type of cave clubs. What's that area called? You know it better than I do. Hmm. Manchester's <laughs> a nice place. Hey, Birmingham's got a pretty good nightlife too. Oh, Great sure. curry. I've, uh, I've had a couple of good nights in Birmingham. Yeah? I've not oh, yeah? I've not spent enough time in uh, in Birmingham at night. Uh, I think I've only spent one actual day there. A couple trips to Villa, but I never stayed in Birmingham when I did it. Um, who has an old phone? Someone's grandma. Are, are you hearing that? Uh, I'm fine. I'm going to turn my mic off. Sorry are you hearing that. that too? Thank God. I thought I was having a seizure. I'm glad that you you, you hear it too. That's my parents' ready. It's my... Yeah, no, I'm, also... I'm at my parents' house right now and it's their phone. I thought it... it would have been on your end. No, no. It's, it's definitely my parents' phone here and it takes them a, little, a while to get up from the couch to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Even longer than it takes Dunlop. Ah, I'm just kidding, B. I'm just joking. Just joking. Um, but yeah, I mean, but what a day as an England fan watching that today and just seeing those those ghosts of the past slowly but surely being ex- exterminated by this team. Right, go back to 2018 and the penalty shootout against um, Colombia, and and they they won it. And like, oh, okay, we we can do that. And now when you fast forward to 2021, Euro, and, and you beat Germany in a big tournament, <sighs> we, we can do that now. And in I think actual that's really regulation important. time, not in yeah. a shootout. Yeah, exactly. I think it's really important, though, for the psyche of not just the team, but for the psyche of that English fan base who have been you know, beaten up over the years. They may not win this thing. And listen, if they lose to Ukraine, which is very possible, um, this will mean less, but it doesn't mean it's not anything because just that moment today, I think it's, for English football fans, was a pretty pretty iconic moment. It'll mean nothing. If they lose to Ukraine? Yeah. If they don't win the tournament. Would it not be progress? Well, at least get to the final. They have to, don't they, now, really, I guess. They haven't been to a final since, right? 66? Yeah. No, Nations League final. <laughs> <laughs> the second Nations League final? Who did they lose to? Uh, Switzerland, wasn't it? In the second Nations League final <laughs> oh, or something? No. I don't know when it was. Really? They, they got to the final and lost anyway. Well, it was Portugal, wasn't it? <laughs> Portugal beat was. Holland the year before. It was Holland, was it? Oh, was yeah. it? I don't know. We're talking like the last two years. My short-term memory is destroyed. It's the Nations League every year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of managers, Frank DeBoer just got just resigned, eh? Yeah, from, the, from, and the Nations Holland. Yeah, He lasted a long time with them. He did. Yeah. He, a lot of failures. Lasted, he lasted longer than I thought. Well, they, I mean, I think he did himself. Don't you think he gets a good job after the, gets a, like a, a shot at another job? A job. Based, He'll get a based job. Based on the performance? 
I do. I do. It's just a harsh business, isn't it? Like, oh my goodness, they won their first reopening games. They were flying, and they had a great chance just before they conceded. There's yeah, but they some beat, other they moments no in that too. You know, but it's just heartbreaking. But he never had. He never had the backing. He never had the support. He may have had it of the players, but it's hard to believe it was the whole squad, to be honest. But he didn't have it of, of the administration. I mean, his own brother said that Cruyff would be disgusted and rolling in his grave by how he had them playing on Dutch football. So he failed his way into that job. And I think, you know, despite crashing out in the fashion in which they did, the way that he had them playing for those three games and uh, you know, a re-inspired and reinvigorated looking kind of Dutch side, I think that he'll he'll be... Uh, in a couple of conversations for some nice gigs. It's funny, though, you know, the whole total football bullshit, you know. It's not like they played 4-3 to three for 30 years and nothing but. Louis van Gaal had been playing through the back, right? Yeah. They have yeah, played it right. before, and had they won that game and they progressed, um, no one would be complaining about it near the quarterfinals. But as far as, you know, who they played, I mean, it's not as if they had a particularly tough group, right? They should have won that group, and they looked good doing it. But Austria, Ukraine, and North Macedonia... It's, it's easy as the groups, isn't it? It was. They should have. They should. They should have won that group, and they did win that group. So uh, I, I think he will get a job, but I think we we shouldn't be just you know, you know, promoting him to this poorly, position though. as. Was, no, they didn't. They didn't play poorly. They, they played quite well. But you I'm say just saying it, they be... weren't really tested. Right. Okay. So you're saying they shouldn't be promoting him to positions. Well, look at how horrendous was he was in the Premier League. He was awful in Major League Soccer, and he got the Dutch national team job, one of the top ten jobs in the world. You would say, yeah, but he won. He won the title with Ajax n- numerous times. Did before a great job the there. Failures before the. I know failures. that's why it's strange, right? We all thought he was a great young manager yeah. coming through, and Ajax he was proven to be that. But then he fails at Palace and Inter Milan. He barely lasted a month, so I don't know if you can even judge him on that. That's just some something above above him that fell apart. How long did he last at Palace? Ten games. Yeah, around there, wasn't was it? it? They, no, they hadn't no. won in like the first nine games or something, 10 games. I could have sworn, guys, it was only four. Remember? Was it four? They, wasn't they that didn't, into Milan? They didn't concede, or excuse me, they, did, they didn't score a goal. Uh, I could have sworn it was only four games, but now that I, I can hear Jose Mourinho in my head saying, like, Frank DeBoer, he's the worst manager in the Premier League ever. Oh, yeah. When, when, you, when you think Paul Bradley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bradley he's... had uh, 18 games, 18 days. I don't remember. B, when you think, right, and there's a voice in your head and you think, is it always Jose Mourinho? Well, when I'm thinking about Jose things, <laughs> yes. But this is a great question. Like, when you think, is it, does your brain have, like, an English accent? I always ask, I always ask people this to speak other languages. Like, my grandfather. Do you think no, it, Portuguese or do you think James is Michael Jackson. He's got man in the mirror, high falsetto voice. All the time. It, and, oh, uh, man in the mirror, be Man in the mirror. Yeah. It, it, you know what? It depends what the situation is, I will say. Like, when I am trying to do things around the house horribly. So, first, this is how the process goes. First, the, the, it, I assess the situation. Then I call Charmin and I ask if he has the tools in order to for me to execute the job I need to do. And then I stand there with the tools and look at the job. And I think in the, uh, like a 65-year-old Portuguese man, and that is the voice that I hear. Oh, so it's so an old Portuguese man. That's what it is. It's basically okay. my grandfather, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It could be Jose Mourinho, too. That, they're morphing old, but... into each other. In fact, yeah. I've, said this to, I've said this to my brother and my wife several times. The, the older he gets, the more I hear him speak. I'm like, God, he sounds like Mario Felch. So who's, who's in Craig's head? What kind of person speaks in Craig's head? I'm thinking it's just... Uh... So it's a hamster on a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Mallet. <laughs> The fucking again, it's the plate of spaghetti, <laughs> just twisting it up on a plate in a bowl. The bowl lasted ten weeks, yeah, and four Premier League games. Was it four? Eh? I told you. Look, you nice one. Well done, B. Yeah, yeah. Off fire, Opta Dunlop over here. To be fair, that's a little quick on the trigger. Yeah, a little bit. But they got Roy Hodgson to take over, so obviously he was waiting in the wings, and they couldn't say no. Have they just hired, they've just hired Patrick Vieira. I, is that official? That rumor? I, I saw Fabrizio Romano. Honestly, I've been so consumed by these. I Euro know, games. me too. I, I saw the like, headline somewhere. And I was kind of I was really surprised by it. Did the Lightning win the cup last night? 
No, yeah, they beat, they, they beat um, the Lakers. Habs. No, it's 1-0. One, it's, it's okay, but they beat yeah. them like 6-1, to one, so just give them the cup. Then. Let's just get to the end of this already. Hockey in July. It's going to be 4 straight or 4-1. It's going to be short. It's yeah, be short. hope so. so there's I, so much I, better. I wanted to ask you guys, there was, I think there's been, you know, some amazing games this week, but take out the Portuguese-Belgium game and take out the England- Germany game today. What was your favorite game in the last two days? Because they well, were Monday, made, Monday or, or, or three, <laughs> three days. Sorry, Monday was one of the craziest days of sport I've ever seen in my life. Those two games were just unbelievable. Spain beating Croatia after blowing a three-one lead with six minutes left, winning five-three, and then of course France and Switzerland going to pens and, and Mbappe being the victim, doing the the Gareth Southgate, so to speak. I mean, those two games, it was was really edge-of-your-seat stuff. It was incredible, great drama as a neutral, not really caring who wins those games. I enjoyed every second of it. It was brilliant. And out out, out of the two games, I would say say France-Switzerland was the one that really stunned me because France, when Pogba scored, I was a little bit, ah, watch out for these guys because he his celebration was ridiculous. He did like four celebrations in one. I thought, calm down, you know, you, you haven't won anything just yet, mate. Calm down, and you hear about, you know, the stories behind the scenes of that France team and the egos at play, and they totally let Switzerland get back in there. And it's good on them, Switzerland, for making that team look bad because they believe their own hype way too much halfway through that second half. And then the penalty shootout was just unbelievable, like back and forth to the last one, right? Great penalties. And- and they demanded to go first. They won the toss, and they demanded. It was uh, Jaka was the captain, right? Jaka, yeah, yeah. And he was the worst was, hair, yeah. though. Worst hair yelling. that I'm looking out there. Horrible hair. Great hair. No, not, not great hair. But it's it's he was, proven. He was, he was passing the ball around like Rudy's off. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Why is Jaka so much better for his country than he is for Arsenal? Mm-hmm. Why is oh, that? It reminds me of someone else that you may have just mentioned in the last ninety seconds. Paul Pogba is considerably better for France than he was yeah. for United in the last five years, four seasons. Why is that, Craig? You played international football. Why are some players just better for the country than the club or vice versa? He's got players that are playing for him with the France. Better I'm players? Sure, I'm not sure. Well, not better necessarily, but I think that you look at both the, the forwards, like to and off, and mm-hmm. he likes to find them. He, he does. His passing space. was just superb, wasn't it? And sensational in this tournament. He strikes me as a very cliquey guy. And I think that's why he loved Juventus, because there was more guys in his in his clique. He wasn't in with the the old school Italians, but he had their respect. He had their blessing very much so. And I feel like at United, his circle is just so much smaller. And at in France, in that French camp, you know, he is the star, and he seems to be just well-liked by more people, and he, he strikes me as someone that, you know, the guys he doesn't get on with, he makes no effort to, to get on with, and that, that translates to the on the pitch. But he doesn't get on with everyone in France either, though, I don't think. He doesn't. Iran were having issues on the field there yesterday. But then France have always had those issues, right? But they, they still win, usually, despite them. They either implode completely, or they go far in a tournament, or they win a tournament. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to like your teammates name them craig who did you hate oh yeah nobody good question must be someone <laughs> come on, oh, what come team? on I, can, I can hear it now okay Bre- for um um not saying in the canadian setup jim brennan okay <laughs> Except for the obvious one, obviously. <laughs> yeah, Danny Dicchio. Yeah, you know. pricks. Yeah, if, what, yeah, what a tosser. Oh, how I miss Deech. Wonder how he's doing. Is he still? Is he still with us? Deech? I was texting with him last night. I think they were going to come back, or we're scheduled to come back July first. I think it's now extended to July. Oh, really? So oh. we won't even get him on for one podcast before Euro ends. TSC's ruining a lot of people's lives right now. All the fans. Are they ever? And now us. This is yeah, like this playing playing shade, eh? Ooh, they are not good. Is Does... this telling you the truth, though? Because he could have been deported. He could be in Mexican 
I mean, he was in Arizona, and he's a dark-skinned dude. You know what they're like. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They might have tossed him over the, over the wall there. He's uh, never I, coming back. And he'll, ha- he'll have to climb that wall. He just lift his arm up. We, we, saw him try and get, we, we saw him try and get into the back of a pickup truck. And he had- <laughs> oh, good point. Remember that? Actually, you're right. He wouldn't get over it. He wouldn't get over the wall. No, no. I was about maybe his prime. I would Imagine. pay to see that confrontation. Border so, Patrol. To- Pulling him over. Could you imagine? Hey, hombre, show me your papers. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Like, you what kind of Mexican accent are you speaking there? Hey, we, we, Jay, doesn't JC uh, host uh, Border Patrol? He does. We got it, yeah. On this yeah, episode. Just to, for, the, for, the, for the viewers, listeners, just to explain to you, Dickio trying to jump over a fence or get into the back of a pickup truck. Imagine a guy who's six foot four who's got like steel rods attached from his shoulders to his ankles. <laughs> he can't bend. Oh, you're describing Deech or how I run when I play soccer? Yeah, well, a little bit of both. A little bit. It's like if you have like jeans that are just way too tight, right. you can't yeah. you just, you know? And they, yeah, that's You right. can't bend your knees. <laughs> but knees don't bend, no, because his jeans are too tight. Yeah, exactly. He's, He's a bit more... of a Frankenstein now. He's, He's like literally. Than... <laughs> He's literally <laughs> bolts in his neck. It is the walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Deech, I really hope you're listening. Well, I thought you were talking about me. Oh, wow. We don't always insult you. No. When we're making fun of someone's physical limitations, it's not always about you. Yeah, we're not here. Like, we're going to. Yeah. Fair. Deserve it. Any more comments about the games on Monday? How crazy they were! I mean, France. geez, France out, and I don't know Spain. Spain are they? Are they actually a contender now? They're scoring goals, but they're also being handed goals left, right, and center. They're also being handed. Hey, do you think it's possible that we see some Ukraine or Denmark pull this off? This might be the year, eh? It happens now and again, doesn't it? There's something about this tournament right now that X factor that that it's not. It goes beyond. Ability on the field, and they're There's also good teams, team right? Left now, that doesn't think they have a chance. No, but it's fair to say, Craig. I mean, we we keep talking about Denmark, for example, as having this great energy and drive, and they're doing it for Ericsson and and they're a great tight family, and it's all true. But they're also a really really good footballing side. So there's so much more to them just that. They're almost being painted with one brush right now. And I think that's that's dangerous for the other teams because they're a good team that, that could beat you on any given day with or without Ericsson. Yeah, they do. And then who, who's that young lad that came in the 20 year old? Incredible. Oh, what a, it's a great There's some good goals in this tournament, hasn't there? Great, great goals. goals. No, this is like far exceeded my expectations. I know you you actually had pretty high expectations, Charms. You're you're bang on as far as that's the one thing. The goes. one thing is more than we saw. Yeah, the one thing I've been right about. I've been right about nothing else, and I fully admit it. Can you be right on one of the gambling? <laughs> yeah, the minute the minute I start laying actual money down, it is when it all starts going up the shit's creek. Unfortunately, it's why yeah. I live. It's why I'm at my parents right now because I lost my house. You, yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> but you were like worried. I was like, you're like crying in the corner at Sports Night in between doing our out and our end of the game or whatever. And I was like, whoa, how much did you lose? You're like, 52 cents. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a gambler, a big gambler. I'll, I like that yeah. small like small You put wages. it at the start of the year. And Still I, think it, I had it at the end. Goal. You have so much fun with it. And you're like, yeah, you're like a Scottish guy. There, so worried about. Every, <laughs> I know. I, if I won like three bucks in a bet, it was like the windfall. Oh my god, I just won three dollars. I only bet forty six cents. <laughs> yeah. He is Safe Scottish. <laughs> he is part Scottish. I am. Yeah, I'm half Scottish. Yeah. There we go. Are you? Oh, that would explain it. Yep. Yep. The cheap part. Were you torn at all in watching Scotland play England? Oh no, no, that was uh, only ever going to be one one team to support there. My Scottish family, who hate sport, unless it's got motor bike uh, engines and tires, they hate sport. Um, but of course, England plays Scotland, and so they're all experts in Scotland. Of course. And I say, I say, can you name one player? Name one? And no, no chance. 
Mick, uh, Mick, his name, I forget the last name, but it's Mick something. <laughs> you Mick like Lock, Lock said, I love the way Dunlop's uh, default Scottish accent is a certain old school producer at Fox. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know, in general, I guess all of my accents are old men. I don't think yeah. I have any like youthful accents. No, that is your, that is your Fox producer. Senior producer, Scottish accent as a it's default either, setting. It's either that, yeah. I get. I I thought it was Caldwell, but maybe you're right. It is more. It is more <laughs> old Fox producer. So, B, yeah. you know, you know how you were breaking down all the different kind of conversations you have when you're making decisions. Has that always been the way you were, or <laughs> or like? Because I I don't. My decisions are made in <laughs> the fastest minute of, and I I don't know if to regret it or to. You know, but that's what makes it fun. I'm, I'm, I have an adventurous life. I make some doozies of mistakes. You but... do, ha- you do have an adventurous life, and I can see now in hindsight how funny it must be that yes, I process in different voices, thoughts, and moments in my life situations that I go through. Yeah, you can understand why I'm late for everything. Should I? Should I call the girl? Uh, should I email the girl? Should I uh, text her? What should I be doing? Yeah. And each, I... each one of those thoughts is in a different voice based on a certain moment in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should I buy this round of shots? What is going on here? Oh, man. That's funny, Wanger. That's funny. I'm trying to find out. We're missing a bunch of... We're missing two matches. We haven't even mentioned right? Aren't we? Well, while you pulled up the others... Uh, well, I mean, Sweden we and going... Ukraine. We didn't... Yeah. yeah. Kind of mentioned them briefly. Emil Forsberg. I said, I said on my Toronto Star show that... It's unfortunate to see Sweden crash out like that because they just let the hand break off. And, they, you know, without Zlatan, I didn't think this team was worth watching. It was very clear in the first 30 minutes of that first game, Alexander Isak is a fantastic player. I knew he was good, mm-hmm. but a phenomenal player. And he wasn't alone. Uh, Dan Kulisevsky at Juventus has been great. Um, didn't get, you know, I think he, he came on with 70 minutes uh, in the 70th minute today. Didn't have enough chance to make an impact. Checked, Oh, was he was he one of the ones that uh, they put in the COVID quarantine there at the start of the camp? Maybe maybe I'm mistaken. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. I thought he might have been ill. But Kulisevsky, Forsberg, Isak, it was like, wow, you don't need Zlatan. And Yanni Anderson was like, oh, nope, not going to play these guys to their ability. Let's just uh, sit back and park the Swedish bus. And then he finally let them play in that last game, and it was a, a, a late goal against Poland that got them to the last 16. And then they go down to 10 men in extra time, and they concede in the 121st minute in, in stoppage time there in, in extra time to, to bow out to Ukraine. The, yeah, the only thing that would have made that match better is if Andrei Shevchenko actually pulled a yellow top on and came out and played. Let me ask you, B, um, was it a red card? Yeah, it was a... Of course it was. It was, it was a nasty challenge, and it oh. was, yeah, I, I, I was. Were there a lot of arguments that it shouldn't have been? Yeah, I, oh, I, yeah, B, I, got, B, I took B. some crap on. Yeah, Sharm's got called a tool, and we know yeah. he's a tool. But and someone tool. on Twitter called him a tool. I'm a so. tool, but not. I'm not a tool. Nobody else can short call no. a tool. Thank you, Greg. Except us. Was yeah. it one of the? Was yeah. it one of the? But who called you this? Was it one of the half Yuki Dobbies? Was it? No, no, it wasn't a Dobby. No, no, even someone even more of a scumbag, which is saying something. Blind so, um, faith. It's blind faith, all that, yeah. all that stuff. Um, we should mention before we leave how Italy, I thought they could be going out for a while there because Austria were just giving them everything. But uh, they found a way, right? It wasn't their best performance, but they found a way to, to win late after mm. some, some interesting subs. Chiesa, we know, is a great player and he's becoming that super sub for them. But the fact that they found a way to grind out a narrow win against Austria, they scare the hell out of me and they, they should scare the hell out of Belgium too. Italy should scare the hell out of them. Yeah, I, I, I talk about you know managers not getting things right. Mancini totally got that wrong, but with the substitutions, he made up for it. I mean, Chiesa, Locatelli are players that should you know have a should be one of the first few names on the team sheet. Um, I don't think Verratti can be that guy anymore. They really were not a good team with Verratti in the side. He was frazzled. He was out of sorts. He seemed you know a step behind on, on every every kind of movement. And it, it seemed as though before he was included that he didn't fit well in there. And I think Mancini has, you know, a lot of faith in him and trust, and they've got a relationship that goes well back. But clearly 
Verratti was the problem. And the second he made those changes, they played like the side that we saw against maybe lesser opposition, certainly lesser stakes in the group stage. And that's what, you know, it was Italy's quality that won out in extra time. You're not going to win everything you know, looking pretty all the time. You're going to have to grind them out and they know how to do it. They don't concede goals. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. That's why we, it's funny that they've been making headlines for being an attacking team, but you're right. I mean, don't forget how, how great they've been at the back. It's one goal against in the last, is it 11 games now, 12 games, I think it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely one to watch. And that match, Italy-Belgium, should be just pretty special. If, if... Hazard and De Bruyne are healthy. What's yeah. the update with them? Anyone heard? Is it is it anything being leaked? Big if. Last I read that it looked as though they were both unlikely. Um, losing Eden, to me, it's not a loss. But losing De Bruyne, that big totally for sure. changes the team. Yeah. That totally yeah. that changes the team completely. I think they can make do with it, you know uh, the inclusion of a Witzel. Um, you know, one of those likes. Did, uh, did Dries Mertens start that last match? No, he came on the bench. Came off right, the bench. He came off the bench. Yeah, yeah. So they have Roberto Martinez. Certainly has options. Can't throw yeah. Thierry Henry out there, but he's got options. Yeah, yeah. France. Right, I want to so, ask you about France before. You yeah, go ahead. We didn't. I feel like beyond criticizing Pogba, we didn't really go into it. Mm. Didier Deschamps. Did he lose that match? Because he, he really did he look it. out of sorts, didn't he? Like, yeah, as well, that I mean, went he, on, it was like he doesn't have a plan here. He started. I know. I know they had issues that. With fullbacks and injuries, I get that. But playing through the back, they just had no idea what they were doing in that Absolutely. first half. They had no clue. And I think it's easier to put perhaps player play one player out of position, right? A makeshift fullback for a game, than try a system that is used very rarely under Deschamps. Right. They just had no answer, right? They didn't know what was going on. The minute they changed it at half time, actually kind of actually towards the end of the first half they changed the formation, then made some changes in the second half, but they looked like a different team entirely. And Long Lay, who would be a long shot to ever get in a back four, gets in the yeah. middle of a back three and they were they were so frazzled. When he switched at halftime, I thought, Okay, like they should be all right. And it took a little bit. It took Kareem Benzema, the penalty whisperer. So what minute was that? 67th minute. He goes over and tells Loris what to do. And that was stuff. amazing, uh, yeah. Ricardo Rodriguez, who should never take another penalty again. No. Did you hear the commentator's numbers? He steps up to the spot and like, oh, Ricardo Rodriguez is going to shoot for the Swiss. He's shot as the last of six and missed four of them. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, yeah. what is he doing taking the ball here? And then when Loris stopped that and then the goals came, the two from Benzema and then what was the stunner from Pogba? I mean, we talk about how stupid a celebration might have been, but the goal was, it was a great stunner. goal. Oh my god! Right? The game should have been over at that point. I mean, I still can't. I still can't believe that it wasn't. I still cannot believe that they battled back. But uh, good on them, and and they've got a lot of really hardworking guys who you know are those uh, typical blue collar players that will work in the trenches for you. Macmedi and and Gavranovic, those guys uh, are guys I'd want to go to war with. And they, yeah, for uh, sure, Zuba was great too. Zuber was great. Zuber was great. Yeah. But Mbappe, I, didn't, I wanted to ask you about Mbappe. Sorry, I rambled on about something else. Mbappe, do you blame him? Do we forget that he's 22? Do we I forget? Blame him. I mean, everyone, it's a penalty. It's a massive pressure situation. I know he wanted the ball for that, that sudden death kick, but I don't blame him for it. But I think, I mean, there's a lot being made of how he left the field and wasn't consoled by his teammates and there's stuff going on there. Yeah. But it is France. Fresh. This is what happens in France. We know this. <laughs> yeah. They're not uh, I have to say, though, best nine penalties out of ten penalties I've ever seen. I, I was – I mean, we were texting. If they were magnificent kicks. Like, it was ridiculous. Well, way to reveal, Wonger, you did not watch the Europa League final. <laughs> they were good. Yeah, Sorry right. about that. Sorry about revealing that. I'm not yeah, going to – I go to? Oh, right. 13. That went to 13 before De Gea missed. This right. is 13, yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Christ, I forgot all about De Gea missing. Oh, no. Wonder then. It would have been uh, 11, right? He was the 11th taker, wasn't he not? Uh, I can't remember now. I can't remember now. Yeah, I don't. You know, and I, I guess you're right. No, I don't. But remember. by the way, that. 10. I know. Let's not, let's not break down the Europa League final. <laughs> I'm not going to let us go before. Because <laughs> uh, we're not on for another week. So. I think we have to talk about who's going through the okay. next round. All so, right, so let's, let's go through the, uh, the quarterfinal yeah. matchups then, okay? Are you going to present yep. them there? Yeah, okay. so the, the first is... Whoa, 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 whoa. What? If what? you've replaced Elena as the, and D- Dicchio as the songster of the show here, I want you to sing 
<laughs> quarterfinal preview to it. What do you pick? Go on. <laughs> quarterfinal preview. Give me a song. Picks. It's fully fixed. It's Euro picks. <laughs> of footy from Euro edition. <laughs> Thanks, Gregor. Um, first up, or I don't know, first up, but at least top top division. Denmark team of destiny versus the Czech Republic. Whole less chick. Can you believe that this is a quarterfinal? One of these two teams is going to be in a in a semifinal. I mean, the Czech have been good. They've shown that they're quality. They can they can turn it on and, and steal the match with a magic moment. But really, I think that this is Denmark's tournament. I think that they're everyone's second team. They're really playing as a unit, and they were a very good team. You know, they lost their best player. Really, their most influential player they lost when Christian Eriksen went down. And they are all rallying behind that and playing like a unstoppable machine. So I like Denmark. Craig? Denmark. Give us the um, reason. Get. Explain why. Because, let me tell you, Danny. Casper <laughs> <laughs> Schmeichel. Okay, on to you. This is... <laughs> One of the easier situations, actually, for a manager to uh, build a team up as far as incentivizing everything and getting the best out of them. This whole good feel Ericsson thing has turned incredible to, you know, the two losing to now the whole country is now going crazy and think they can pull it off and win it. And I think that momentum will be enough to get them through this round. Not sure they'll go go all the way, but we saw it in '92, so not sure they were a good. They're a good side in '92, though. No, those lounge up boys are pretty decent, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, they didn't qualify players. for '92, but nope, they benefited from a war. Charms, are we going to get you to predict or uh, nothing? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll just say that Denmark just manhandled a pretty decent well side four 0 um, Dolberg, who who isn't a starter, comes on, scores two goals. They were absolutely ruthless in that match. They had great composure. They they dominated. They're finding their form at the right time. And like we mentioned before, Dan's guard is a kid to watch. He's really exciting. So yeah, Denmark against the Czechs will prevail. Okay, so England and the Ukraine. Oh, I'm excited for this. I think the England's going to feel the pressure. They're going to very much feel like. This is their match to lose. And, uh, you know, Ukraine will go into this f- playing with house money. So that's scary. But I still think England have the quality to prevail. I'm excited to see what Gareth Southgate does. If he does experiment at all, I don't think that he will, to be honest. I think you're going to see Rice and Phillips for sure. He might change a piece or two. I thought the criticism of Saka was a bit unfair. Did you guys think? Uh, I mean, maybe it wasn't criticism, to be honest. But yeah, who criticized though, him? he wasn't able to. Well, uh, again, I, I corrected myself there saying maybe it wasn't criticism. But, I mean, him coming off you know, after just 60 minutes or, or whatnot. I thought that maybe, to be honest, I thought maybe Sterling would have come off first or perhaps Kane. You know, Kane didn't didn't seem to have as as much of an influence on the game as he had in, in a couple of the previous matches. He wasn't filling that number 10 role. He wasn't coming back as much as he had been Harry Kane. And I thought that Saka was the only player that really showing a bit of flair, but he wasn't able to get involved. So that's why Southgate pulled him off. So I'm excited to see those changes, but I think England prevail. I think Harry Kane still thinking... You know, his future isn't sorted out at the club level, is it? Mm-hmm. That's really bothersome. Right? You got guys that have got your contract done, playing international, but the stakes, an injury in this tournament. That's yeah. got to be in the back of his mind. Honestly, Gregor, that's such a good point, man. I wanted to ask you about that, actually, because I think that about Mbappe as well. I think that's why Mbappe had a poor tournament, never really looked himself. We saw glimpses of it, but... You know, the rumors about what his club future will be. Why is he unhappy at PSG? Do they not back him and support him? The the rumors of Liverpool, I keep seeing. I don't know. Are these real rumors of Liverpool? Or do they just show up well, on The Instagram? real rumors coming out of the, the Liverpool Echo. The, okay. He's not going to Liverpool. There's no chance. They can't afford him. It would be pretty amazing. Can they give no him chance. a piece of the Red Sox, though? If they give him a piece <laughs> of the Red Sox. I, I said this quickly about Mbappe. I, I, I actually thought Mbappe had a pretty good tournament. I mean, he didn't. He didn't score. He didn't get the role of the ball that perhaps he should, but he had chances. He looked exciting times, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't great for sure. Um, Back to Kane, though. I mean, I think definitely these can be distractions 
But he scored today, and you saw the celebration. It felt like we all felt this weight come off our shoulders. Yeah. And he's a striker. And I think that bodes really well for the match against Ukraine, who aren't a great team. They weren't great today. I thought they should have put Sweden away with the man advantage, but they weren't even aggressive. Um, I, I think they're as good as Yarmolenko takes him, and he's not a 90-minute player, really. He doesn't really put it in for 90 minutes. So I think England in Rome, remember, so there won't be as much pressure. Yeah. Won't be hardly any, if at all, English fans in that stadium because of the COVID rules. I think they'll be uh, feeling quite light in that match, and I'm I'm not concerned. You know that the English are everywhere. There's going to be some English. Find a way. Yeah, you're right. Body <laughs> or of you know, yeah, transplants that are you know are going to come home to Rome. To- oh, they'll be coming out of the gutters, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crawling up with the cockroaches. Hello, I'm Ashley and Lindsay from Bari, and we've shown up to watch England play in Roma. <laughs> All right, so Craig, who's winning that game? You didn't give us a prediction. England, all day long. All right. <laughs> uh, the Swiss and the Spaniards. I like Spain. I mean, they've found their scoring boots. Ferran Torres is, is incredible. The Spanish Phil Foden. He's a, a special player, and he's not even a starter. Um, I just think that they're they're confident now. Uh, good for Alvaro Morata to have scored what lived up to be the match winner after all the shit that he's been through. I mean, God, did you see Luis Enrique have to come out and beg? Hey, Spanish supporters, if you love your country, for God's sakes, leave his women and his wife and ch- children alone. Did you see the quotes? Some of the threats. Oh. I mean, it's like, I hope your child dies. This kind of stuff. For Christ's sakes, Awful. what is wrong with people? I thought that watching the England game today, though, you know, I actually, I've been doing, I listen to a lot of radio. Uh, Charms, I think that you have done this as well. Uh, you've said where you, you'll listen to the BBC Radio 5 Live broadcast of certain games because you, you like the commentary, you like the calls. So I started for the first 15, 20 minutes. I, I love Peter Drury, don't get me wrong. But I was listening to the pre-show and I just stuck with it. And you could not hear the German national anthem. The All booze. you heard was booze, buzzing noise it was insane and then when they kicked off and i obviously i knew that they were kneeling it was the same it, it was even more intense more vulgar more gross and it was yeah. uh it made me feel shitty to be a, a football fan and see that that happens you know at the mm-hmm. ground still yeah you know it's funny booing the anthems isn't considered a, as big a deal i don't think in europe as it is over here i'm not condoning it at all i don't like it but it's it's not frowned upon as much for some reason i don't know why yeah probably had a couple wars maybe maybe that was something <laughs> yeah yeah norm <laughs> mcdonald has a good bit uh about that <laughs> about germany and you know the wars they started world war one not just with the you know in another country but they took on the world <laughs> they did the same thing in world war two you know, yeah. they, they seem to cause some problems, too. They're like I mean, the, uh, the drunk guy at, at the bar at 2 in the morning who's going to take on the whole bar. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Did they have that chance? Uh, they sung it in 96. Ten German bombers? Two World Wars. Then one, one World Cup. World Cup. Yeah. Dude, oh, right. Dude. Yeah, right. There's, a, there's a famous, famous song. Ten, ten German bombers. I there's, love the, the, there's footage today, the, the, the infamous song I mentioned there, 10 German Bombers. There's footage today, relift from, uh, I think, the World Cup in 06 in Germany. A bunch of Englishmen taking over a town square and singing that song in Berlin. It's like, you pricks. You're, 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 you know, you're being hosted by these guys who are treating you really well and serving you beer. And you're singing this song? Yeah. For God's sakes. Again. Do you notice when Russia had the World Cup, there was... Nothing happened because mm. everybody knew if you did something, you'd go missing. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it did kick off in Russia. Am I thinking? Of it? No, I don't think so. There, there was a lot of worries. It would off in, in France. It kicked off with the Russians. That's right. France. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, there's but a lot of rumors it was going to wherever that was, and said we're not having any of that here. Yeah, Putin or can else. make people disappear easy enough, especially football hooligans who are going to embarrass his country on the national stage. That's yeah. his job. What did Dickio do to Putin? That's why he's missing. Maybe. <laughs> Is he Ukraine? Uh, Putin won't be happy with this situation. I'm not a big fan of that at all. Yeah. No. Craig, are you, you haven't told us that. Craig, you haven't given us the uh, Spain-Swiss match prediction. Spain. 
Spain 3-1. Charms. Yeah, I, I think Spain are really lucky and they're going to find a way to maybe win this thing. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 not, they're not playing great, right? And, you know, they have so many chances, there's so many chances. And I know they scored 10 goals now in the last two games, but it still seems that they're missing their chances. I don't know, it's weird. Got a weird feeling about them. I got a weird feeling too. They are missing a lot of chances, but they do also have a lot of quality. You know, we laugh, we yeah, laugh and joke about Emrek Laporte, but he's a good defender. And up front, you know, Morata, he misses a lot of opportunities, but he's a good finisher. Yeah, how many? Hey, Pedri's been fantastic, by the way, as well. Really, one of the young stars. Scoring yeah. from the halfway line. Yeah. Pedri, we didn't talk about Unai Simon, guys, with Gregor. We didn't talk about the own goal. The, the worst own goal since that Haitian own goal. Two no, no, since, since Dubrovka, I think, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Dubrovka's SWAT. That was such a Dunlop move. You know what? I'm glad it nicked his leg because he deserved the own goal. Because if it doesn't touch him, he doesn't get it. That's right, yeah, exactly. It would be the last poor defender, right? It would be Pedri's goal, actually. Pedri's I own... thought it was Pedri's, Pedri's goal. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I think it went off uh, It went off Simon. Oh, no. In the, during the match, it, it was awarded to Pedri. Yeah. That was, that, that was the joke. Um, it definitely went off the keeper, right? Day. I thought it went off the keeper, but it was attributed to Pedri because he's the, the uh, youngest uh, goal scorer in yeah. Spanish history on the wrong side of the sheet. But yes, the youngest goal scorer. And he uh, is also, that's the longest own goal ever because it was from his 50, 49 yards out. Let me uh, take a look here, see what the official. Yeah, uh... take a look because I thought they, they decided that it nicked his leg. They may have changed it, yeah. Uh, no, it's still official on the UEFA site. It's officially still an own goal by Pedri, which seems pretty un- un- unfair. 49 yards out. No, it's just to save his blushes. But who, I mean, come on. After, when that match ended, Unai Simon must have thought, God, I'm going to be the most talked about person. It's Craig day. Forrest. It's Craig Forrest getting nine netted against him, against Man U. By the way, no, when no. are you going to post that, that terrible goal that Craig Oh, conceded? right. I got to put that together. I'll put, I'll yeah, put it out this about week. It. We've got a couple Always. days. All these great tweets and polls and retweets, yeah. and yet you can't remember to embarrass one oh, of our Oh, I can remember. <laughs> I just have to prioritize the remembering. Uh, workflow issues. I understand yes, those. Absolutely. Okay, quarterfinal. Quarterfinal. Yeah, uh, the last one is quarter. The biggest oh. one is Belgium and Italy. Who you got? I'm, I'll start this one. I'll just say I think Italy's going to take it. I really think that uh, with those injuries, I don't know – Again, the status right now, but I know Hazard was grabbing his hamstring, and that's not a quick fix. And De Bruyne is just beaten up. Let's be honest, poor bugger. The last, last six weeks of his career is not pleasant. And I think Italy has something about them. Um, that they, They're attacking beautifully, and they're defending beautifully, and they've got depth off the bench, and they're enjoying playing for Mancini. They're, it's all coming together for them at the right time, and I think they might surprise Belgium. I agree with you. I, I don't even think it'll be a surprise. I think that Italy can control that match from the get-go if they really want to. And if they don't, if they play it safe and it becomes a bit of a boxing match, I think their quality is going to win out in the end because I think that they're a better team. They're a better unit than Belgium, and you're going to see that. And we saw you know, in the last uh, in extra time there against Austria, we, we definitely saw the team that, we, that wowed us in the group stage and made me, a Portuguese-Canadian, say this is the most exciting you know, team, uh, I've never been excited to watch the Atsuri play, and I am. And I think you're going to see that against Belgium, a side that, uh, you know, is at their level or at their quality, and they'll be able to go toe-to-toe with them, and they'll be better. Yeah, I don't remember this, this being excited as I am about seeing the Italians. Sometimes when I haven't mm-hmm. been excited at all, they've been good. They've been really fun to watch. Mancini's great. It's got a young, young side. It's a good young side or tight unit. And they know how to win football games. I mean, they're flying. They're great qualifications. World Cup qualifications started off pretty well. Again, they don't concede goals. It's going to be difficult. But I'm going to go Italy, but I think it's going to be down to a few chances. And that's whoever takes them, maybe two or three each. Yeah. All right. There you have it. There you have it. There's your predictions. Get those bets in on sports interaction. Shall we call it a night, boys? I think we should. I think we're a little bit tired here. Um, I'm looking forward to a couple of days off, but then I'll be feeling kind of in withdrawal by about noon tomorrow, probably. But right now, <laughs> the concept of not having any games tomorrow isn't the worst thing in the world, but uh, I'm really looking forward to the quarterfinals coming up. So thanks, fellas. Marriage counseling. Marriage counseling you've got, though, now. Oh, I, I do? Yeah. I had... yeah I, I, no, I think you have some. 
selling I'm, I'm the might, house. Oh, selling right. the house. And... <laughs> yeah, right. I might need some of that. I keep leaving uh, leaving the missus having just come back to come and join you guys after working 12-hour days. Oh, sorry. I, I won't join you at dinner, but I'll eat while you cook. Make sure you're she making my meals. Us. She commitment, must hate us. Commitment. Well, not singing I love it. All right, fellas. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, and stay tuned. We'll be back on your airways very soon ahead of... <laughs> The quarterfinals, I think. If, if maybe not Craig, Craig might be dead. Maybe not. Yeah, Craig. he keeps coughing into the microphone. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> Craig Our listeners love on that. that. Note, see you, everyone. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.